Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> to always welcome to Always last. Strikes Last. Yeah, welcome to Always Strikes Last. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly a polished intro refined over many years of practice. <laughs> what we do, we, we put grits in our butter the other way go. around. Yeah, and we regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the theme of today. Regret nothing. Nice. No regrets. <laughs> I'm Miles, and of course, I'm always joined by Matt and Jack. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, the fast approaching uh, Everwinter uh, coming up this this weekend, Jack. Indeed, uh, it is tomorrow since we're recording Ooh. here on a Friday, twelve nine, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. You know, I'm getting my. Uh, Spurs dusted off to go off and actually play in a GT. I haven't had a chance to this year uh, since LVO, uh, which means that though I've been, you know, quite avidly following stuff against new games in, having some other opportunities to play AOS, I haven't really done one of my favorite things, which is these big league events. So it'll be nice sure. to get out there and do it. Uh, and this time, you know, I'm leaving my heat nights in the cabinet. You know, they've had their, their day in the sun and taking a tour out with the ogres because of the new book and some fun stuff there. But I'm channeling the heat nights in spirit because I am not bringing oh. what would be, I think, thought of as the list right now for the new ogre sure. book. I'm bringing some a bit uh, more countercultural. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you, don't have, you don't have four iron blasters and 12 underguts or uh, uh, 12 uh, lead belchers? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't, um, I have some of those models built unpainted. I have another iron blaster kicking around the box beyond the one I do have painted and built. And, you know, if I'd stretched, I could have gotten that stuff together. But despite my ability to read the internet and see that it is a good list, I wanted to, you know, try out some of the other tricks in the book. Uh, that may prove to be a foolish choice, but it's, (laughs) it's gotta be a fun one. I think I was, uh, I was joking on one of the various discords with other folks who were going there and some of the, you know, tournament players that showed to these things that, you know, I noted there were 11 Ogor players arriving to Everwinter. It's, you know, it's like a hundred person plus GT. Sure. But there was only one Thunder Tusk, which seemed odd to me, given the fact that it is the Everwinter and the Thunder Tusk, as noted in the lore, is the closest beast to the Everwinter. So 10 out of 10, a million points for theme on that guy. But nice. what a mystery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, of course, was the person bringing the Thunder Test, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how it works out. But I, I think there's there's a lot of fun to be had. So, yeah, on, on the preamble, I want to share my list with you guys before we move on to other topics and kind of a couple comments on it. Just so, sort of the, the pregame there. Nice. But it is a big tournament. A lot of big names from around the country who play a lot of AOS and do really well with it are coming in. So, looking to be a great time. Looking to be a lot of fun with some great games, kind of matter what happens. But without further ado... Here is what's being brought by this particular ogre general, <laughs> starting with a, a battle regiment <laughs> with a frost lord on Stonehorn. You know, kind of doing the thing where he's a little harder to wound. It's one of the the mat traits. Nice. Uh, a tyrant who is in fact the general, uh, and you know, bring in the arcane tome with some levitate and the rabble rouser command trait to make it so that all the uh, all the knoblars don't run away. Yes. And, yep. Yep. And Brawler Guts, so if he does charge into something, he hits like a monster. So that's the four-ups and the wound rolls, not the six-ups or the five-ups. And then we get to the meat of it. No pun intended. We get the battle line. Two units of Iron Guts and a unit of Lead Belchers. So four, four, and four, as you'd expect. Uh, Good, potentially, because I'm going with the 
sub faction that allows you to hit a bit harder the charges. So they're all going to bubble butt people on a four up, not a five up, if long as they have three or more ogre models. So each of these things can do crazy charges. Nice. Moving on down the line, there's not too much left because small armies, right, with ogres. A single mm-hmm. iron blaster, a token iron blaster, two units of 20 knoblars because screens and utility. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, the star of the show, the thematic winner, the Thunder Tusk Beast Riders in a behemoth slot for a nice. cool two drop plus a Shards of Alagar for shenanigans. I can say with some confidence, this is not a list which is being copied or seen elsewhere <laughs> in the rules. <laughs> But, you know, I, I don't feel too shy about sharing on our podcast. So the grand plan is I want to run and hit things with the charges. And I want to proc always strikes last as per the podcast name. And I'll be wearing a nice. t-shirt tomorrow. Nice. So that Iron Guts can that's, whack without getting whacked back. Nice. That is hard theme right there. That's that's what we like to see in this podcast. I, w- I was tempted, I mean, by some of these other lists, like my Gragnos Kragnos list, some of these other things. But when we were you know, talking about this last week, you know, this is the one where there's some tinkering and learnings to happen. And I, I think the, it'll be fun no matter what goes down at the table. <laughs> well, and you're still going to get your old school Sinesh, uh making somebody fight last, right? Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah, it's hard to avoid. At the I, very I least. I think there's some utility there. <laughs> Mean, no, uh, Jack. I think that's going to be great fun, and I'm just scrolling through the uh, uh, the the tournament uh, signups right now, and it is a, a who's who of uh, you know uh, internet uh, you know big names. Uh, I noticed uh, a certain Mr. Beasley is going to be there from representing Seattle, indeed, uh, indeed. among among other people. So that that'll be fun. Say hi to him for us. Yeah, uh, sure will. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be it'll be entertaining. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some of those folks. You know, haven't uh, had a chance to catch up with a number of them since you know other tournaments are around here and there, uh, Matt included. So yeah, um, well, I know I know that we could talk forever and ever with multiple topics. One thing I'll I'll leave on with cool interactions I really want to see happen a couple times is one I want to use the underguts. I'm going to strike twice once a game ability. It's where brutal. they can, yeah but you know the thing is they strike last but if you've made them strike last it's your turn you get to strike last for they strike last ipso facto two undergrad wax in a row for they can strike back not many things going to stand up to that nice. yeah yeah especially on your turn right so mm-hmm. uh so i guess that that would be the thing right get them charged into something um hopefully take out the screen with a different charge pound right through with the thunder tusk um, and uh, the iron guts uh, to make sure you're tapped into something on three, get the monster off. It'd be a little complicated, but that's a good goal. It's a very yeah. good goal. Definitely some order of operations trickery, which could either trip me up or allow me to, to get some things where people wouldn't expect them to go. So it'll be a puzzle. <laughs> yeah. But the key word is fun. Also, not playing the same list that everybody else is playing gets you like a special badge in and of your own, right? I think that I like to think so. I think that that's that's needed, especially especially to keep the uh, keep the army afloat. <laughs> otherwise, yeah, well, otherwise they'll just get weird points increases, right? 
I think in some ways that's that's true. It's it's sort of a fun generator, right? Because it's it's fun for me because I get to try something novel and, and keep the masochistic part of my hedonist's heart running. You know, with mm-hmm. stuff which is not necessarily like an identified like buy this kind of unit. It's more fun for my opponents because they're not seeing a grown inducing clone of something they already don't like or have already played once or twice before. And, you know, maybe it is good for the meta because people try different things. You know, there's not going to be a nerf bat hitting everything to book quite so quickly. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it, I, I feel like uh, playing, playing the unsung units are the, is the best way to, play the book in the long run, right? If you're dedicating yourself to a book, um, you, you got to know how the units that are going to go down in points or aren't going to be, you know, the stars of the show will work. Cause otherwise you kind of, you're going to get screwed. You're going to end up in a 40 K situation where, uh, you've gotten whatever AOS's version of rule of three drops on you. And then, Oh, uh, well, yep. There's there's all five there's there's those twenty thunder or the cannons that I bought that are now you know I'm never going to be able to use them, uh, which <laughs> exactly. is which is what the dragon players all ran into when their points went up right oh man I I bought four hundred dragons now I can only use three hundred no no I will say uh, just scrolling through this uh, so Jack this is this is your goal is to find this guy uh, hang on it's Anthony Anthony Tintarelli. Tentinelli, 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 Trentinelli. There we go. Yeah, he's playing the best Gloom Spike gets list. Uh, (laughs) Loon Boss on Cake Squig, Madcap Shaman, Scragrot, Loon Boss on Mangler Squigs, twenty Shooters, thirty six Squig Herd, and then another thirty six Squig Herd. Yeah, Two units sounds... of sneaky snufflers and the the marsh crawlish Stagoth and the scuttle tide. That's uh, that's very close to what Ricky brought um, yeah. to the tournament this last weekend, uh, which is kind of kind of funny. I don't yeah. I don't know what's going on with that other than squigs, but I mean they're good fun and uh, a plus. You know, uh, to that list building right there. Uh, so. I, I do want to play that. I, I know Anthony's a really good player. Um, I don't. I don't know what his plan is with that list because I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm sure he deep. knows some secret sauce. Yeah, you know. But uh, call the moon. That's just. Oh, that's just good. No, it's all. It's essentially call the moon. Uh, you know, throw random things around using teleports. Uh, squigs will come back on a foreign up. Uh, when oh, they die, good rally. so okay. yeah. um, there's there's just a lot of interesting blobs there. Um, I don't know how That'll well it works, but uh, it it again has the same problem that gets have had for a long time. If you're not leaning hard into like squig hoppers or boing rats, right, or spiders, it's the speed. It doesn't. You can't. You know, you have to uh, play in a game of now excessive damage and rend. Um, where the gets can't be as unstoppable as they mm-hmm. used to be. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, he's an amazing player. I know him from 40, 40k, right? Yeah, Trent Nelly's 40k before he went to AOS, right? I'm not sure. I've, I've seen him around AOS and before. Nice guy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that would be a fun game no matter what happens. Uh, I just love the idea of facing off against a massive pile of squig, squig herders, and squig affiliates right, that trying is, to do this. That thing. is 72 little testicle ball monsters. Yeah, yeah that's uh, and double the wounds because remember they're two yeah. wounds each. Um, yeah. 
and it's fine to let them fill battle shock and throw mortals at you. So there's, there's a lot of fun there. Um, but yeah, that, that should be interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even uh, know what to say to that. Matt, mm. speaking of tournaments, you, uh, did I get this right? You ran a tournament or you're running a tournament very soon. Yeah. So, um, I just picked up a, I'm, I'm going to be running the Mary squig mouse, Mary squigmas, um, Mary squigmas. which is the Aegis Sigmar, um, alternative to Slameshmas out in ocean shores in Washington. Uh, so we'll be doing that annually now, but we kind of had a last minute. Oh no, we need to do this. Um, <laughs> so I just picked it up and I was like, Hey, we got two weeks to put this together. Um, whoever can come, can come, you know, let's, let's try and get a tournament in before December closes. Right. Nice. Uh, so we had a fairly decent turnout. Um, I wouldn't actually call it a GT with what we had in short little time, but mm-hmm. 14 players showed up. Um, of course we got hit with a snowstorm right then. So some oh, people were a little screwed. Classic. Um, and I decided that, you know, considering this is going to be the last tournament of the year for a bunch of people, we're going to be seeing a new H- GHB and, um, honestly playing five missions over and over and over and over in a competitive scene is boring. It's boring and boring and boring. And, um, uh, most of the tournaments that I've gone to lately are people just going through the motions on their missions and playing their army, um, almost on autopilot. Uh, which to me is probably the biggest sin uh, in wargaming for me. Uh, you know, if you're not making decisions and, uh, you know, having to learn something as you go, why? Why? Right. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and just uh, gave us all of the, all of the crazy ones, uh, you know, won't nice. back down. Um, what was another one we did mining and the the cunning, the lurkers below, um, (laughs) in the presence of idols. Um, I wanted to, uh, uh, what else, what else did we do? I think we did close to the chest. Yep. Um, so essentially the, the goal was like, okay, I, I know that half of our stuff, our, half of our players coming in are going to be extremely experienced players. Uh, we don't have enough uh, people to consider it a GT, so we decided to make random pairings for the uh, first day, and then you know points accrued would then move into your placings for the last two games, right? Uh, that way, we're cutting down on the amount of people that are going to be uh, forced to you know fight each other for that ranking spot and. Um, also, you know, duplicate pairings won't happen, right? Hopefully. Uh, so uh, the initial sticker shock uh, on everybody's face was worth it right away for the first mission because I gave them the wackiest one on the first one. Um, nice. And that was the, you know, hold three uh, to automatically win. Um, oh, yeah. Because oh, it's... Instant classic. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually, it's a really interesting mission. Um, that nobody realizes because we all look at it and we say, hold three to win. That sucks. Well, you have to hold one before you can hold the second one before you can hold the third one. So it's actually, and you can't hold them on turn one. So you can hypothetically win at the end of your opponent's 
turn if you're grabbing the objective uh, on turn turn, turn three, three. Yeah. if they're going second. So that's that's a very rare case. So it actually ended up being a mission that as much as everybody was scowling right away, they ended up being like, whoa, at the end of it. Like, that's a unique experience that I have not had at a tournament. And there's something to be said about that. Like, why do we only play five or six missions? You know, why do why yeah. do I show up and play only five or six missions out of this GHP? Yes, some of them are bad feels, but is that on the TO then? Right? Nobody wants to have an instant win mission to end out their day. For me, that's the sign of a lazy TO saying, Oh, yeah, let's just end this, right? Give them the hard ones on the rounds that don't matter, which is one and two, and then let the last three really determine what's going on. The better players should, by definition, shoot higher in one and two if they have the harder missions, because they should be knowing the missions. Sure. So Mm-hmm. I was um, so one Matt. I I actually I played this mission the other day because uh, it was going to be in our mission pack for a doubles event that I was going to play in. Uh, we didn't end up getting enough people for it, so we just played a couple doubles games and had fun. Nice. But uh, it is a really good. It's probably my favorite of like this. Is my favorite iteration of the instant win battle plan that they have done. Like we've had one for as long as AOS has been out, as far as oh, I can yeah. remember. There's yep. been one of these, and this is the best one so far, um, because uh, you can't just grab that middle objective. You have to already have owned your objective for a whole turn, right? Yep. In order to grab it, um, mm-hmm. meaning that uh, you need to be setting up early and often, and there's so many ways to disrupt you know, someone from being able to just quick instant snag it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, having said that, I did like have a quick snag move. I was playing disciples of Zeech or against disciples of Zeech and mm-hmm. surprise, surprise, I was losing that battle of attrition. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I managed to, uh, charge in a unit of brutes onto his objective, which was the last one I needed. And because the yeah, they had a, like 60 blue horrors or some obnoxious number of little dudes, but mm-hmm. they're all one moon models and now they're not allowed to score. Nice. Yep. See? Yep. Like that's, that's using awesome. your war scroll. That is using yeah. your war scroll. That is so that's how you want to win. Awesome. Yeah, so that felt really good. So it was a good play. Um and yeah, so that's fun. And I uh I recently had a good chat with Don about these missions because he hates this one and despises that they exist. But I think they're really important, actually, into like not necessarily to play them all the time, but like the fact that they're that they are a mission that you are expected to be able to play. Yep. Yeah. In a tournament situation is very healthy for the game. I have a few thoughts on this one and its predecessors. I guess I'm the opposite of Don that I love them because I, I, yeah. I think I agree with you. I think that, you know, they're the ultimate distillation of objective play game. It's like, are you here to, you know, pound all your guys into their guys and grind them all to dust? Well, yeah, on some level, cause it's a war game, but if you're trying to win the mission, like if you're supposed to grab the three Kyber crystals and get out of Dodge, you get the three crystals. Well, guess what you want? And it's, the absolutely most punishing check against people that says, oh, I'll just kill all the guys. So the points fall out later. Yeah. And 
I think I think the 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 main problem that I've seen, at least in in our area, when this pops up, and this by far is the best version of it. Just you can't instantly have all three. I think mm-hmm. makes it a hundred times better than the earlier iterations. But yeah, yeah that's the, fair. The the thing that I see with it, um, and and how it in how it pertains to like tournaments is like, this is not a mission you should be ending your day with. And I think that's on TOs to be honest, especially after now, like filling, filling those shoes a couple of times and like putting these together, like a TO should not leave something on a nice edge experience. I think a mission like this actually sets the tempo for a tournament, right? This is something where if you're going to be putting it together, put it out front, and let people get that right away because now, you know, now expectations are set. Oh, anything can happen, right? Even if they're getting the missions ahead of time, which I still think is bunk. I have enjoyed thoroughly watching people get surprised at the missions because I lay them down on table on game, right? They don't yeah. have any access to it for the past two tournaments. I and also, I mean, it, it does require more work, but I always think that that is the best way to do it. Well, the and and setting expectations there, they're going to be like, oh, what's going to happen, right? It 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 adds an amount of of um, of of just uh, variables that they're going to have to think through of like, oh, if we're getting this now, you know, what's the rest of this going to be like, or. Um, do I, if somebody is going to be like, okay, well, I want to win that right away because they have mm-hmm. the missions, you know, ahead of time, they're like, oh, okay, well, I've got to build a list that does this too. They're going to sacrifice other things from their list, or they're going to be a super killer list. That's, uh, either going to try and just go in and destroy turn one, their opponent, um, and, you know, to get that objective and then completely outplace themselves or not. I think it's a great filter at the start of a game to like, or at the start of a tournament to be like, okay, let's let's actually lay the cards down and see what your list that's only designed for five missions that are ever present, you know, yeah. how will this handle that? How will your opponent handle that? That will actually find um who is a better player of the game instead of you know well, liners. And and I think that's <laughs> why I think this is it. that's why making sure that these do show up in tournaments um is really healthy for the game because Knowing that you might have to play Turf War, right, means that I cannot have a list that relies on purely on deep strikes. Yeah. Yep. And and even you know? then, like if it if it does rely purely on deep strikes, you need to figure out as a general how to make that happen. Yeah. What correctly. is my battle plan for when I can't do this my usual trick? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Or like how you is know, your flexibility accommodating the need to deal with less than ideal circumstances. <laughs> No. Yeah, and what's I the one where so you can't teleport? The, is that? Uh, oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Is that head-on collision? It may be. Uh, I don't remember. No, it's not head-on collision. It doesn't matter. Um, but that one—that's one, right? Okay, yeah. Knowing that that's that that's out there. Do I want to? Do I want to play? Uh, you know, Starborn, uh, um, Seraphon, or do I want to play Thunder Lizard? Uh, to hedge my bets against not being able to teleport. Yeah, or or in other missions, you know, be able to charge after you've summoned. Yeah, right. Yeah, that kind but, of thing has always been particularly impactful for 
so many demon armies. <laughs> but yeah. But to to Miles' point, Mile actually made the perfect point there, though. Um, the the knowledge of your army. Um, actually, this ties right into um, yours, Jack. Is like if you're playing those missions, it requires a like a, a good knowledge of your war scrolls and like situational knowledge of those war scrolls, and especially on it, it, it requires those on things where like the units may not be an immediate like hot take, right? They may not be the cannons, like brutes. They're okay. But like you're not going to see an overwhelming amount of brutes on the table, right? But they have a war scroll that has a special rule that actually helps you out very much on certain things, and in that mission you can actually use it. So you need to know situationally as a general what you're doing, and have the knowledge um, of of the war scroll. Like you need to be practiced with it in order to do it. So. Missions sure. like that act to me cut down on like the amount of people just bringing random armies, like whatever's new, right? And then just yep. kind of like, ah, well, you know, we'll figure it out. We're just going to do this by brute strength. No, it forces well, you to remember, be a better general. I definitely remember talking to you uh, in AOS two back in the back in the before times uh, when we had certain uh, heroes only score missions. Do we still have a heroes only score mission? I don't even remember. In this book, Nothing no, we have a we have a one inch scoring mission, but that's about yeah. it as far as like. But the remember those heroes only score and blow. So yep. playing KO, those missions were really fucking bullshit. Excuse my <laughs> French, uh, <laughs> because they always required the hero to either be the first in the objective or to get on the objective by killing the other hero who was on it. And no KO hero is going to kill anything. In melee combat. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough exactly. one. That was a rough you know? one. And so it just required me to, one, take more heroes than I wanted, right? Because uh, I knew I needed to have backups of heroes because they die easily and I need them to score, to score the objective. Mm-hmm. And two, to have a solid game plan of how do I get, how do I push a guy off this objective so that my hero can take it? And then how do I keep him alive? Um. You know, like, how do I keep him from getting hit? Because he is a fragile little dwarf man who is not in his, not in his boat anymore. Yeah, yeah. He never wants to leave that boat. Why was he made? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, AOS 2.0 had some very funky missions. And there were some, there were some serious problems with it, going back to the hold three, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so they are getting better uh, and, and definitely more tactically interesting i think mm-hmm. um but oh how can i put it the 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 <laughs> way the way that uh the the previous missions interacted with books was really non non-interactive at all right it was like you have to do this thing okay your list either has this to do it or it doesn't um and 3.0 has become such a more engaging game, sometimes much more frustrating, right? Because of uh, the way that armor works now, the way that the uh, reductions don't happen on the hit um, like they used to, um, that some armies are, yeah, pushed back quite a bit. But like uh, overall, 
like these these random missions that people that that still have that taint, uh, the the smell of the odieux of mm-hmm. nasty poo poo, um, <laughs> you know, like those are those are better. Those are much better now than they ever used to be, and I think they qualify even more for a competitive tournament because of the challenges that they present as opposed to I hold this, I hold one, I hold two, I hold more. Yeah. I hold that. I hold one, I hold two, I have more. Right. No, I think it goes back back in the days when we played old Warhammer fantasy really long time ago. I'm just, I just full of ancient, uh, ancient examples today. Uh, Truly a gray beards font of wisdom. Right. Indeed. (laughs) I remember Jack, I don't know if you were there for this, but there was this one guy came in one day and uh, he had this ancient Bretonian army of like models I'd never even seen before. Like that's how old they were. And uh, you know, this was probably during the end times and we were playing whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was looking at us and he's like, why aren't you guys using all the mysterious terrain? And we were like, Oh, well, you know, it kind of gets in the way and uh, it's just easier to push blocks around in the open field. And he's like, well, then, then what are you even doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, of course it's easier to push blocks around an open field. That's why you put shit in the way. It's easier for your opponent too. Like the whole point of this mysterious terrain and all that kind of nonsense is to make the game like to, to test yourself, to make it more challenging, you know, like, uh, that's how you get good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really remember that guy. Yeah. <laughs> We've, we've, we've had that rant too, um, on a previous episode. Cause I, I know at one point I was, I was hating on that terrain just for how much time it took for me to, uh, just remember what was there. And admittedly that was before I got the dice that just told me what was there. Sure. No, and this um, was fantasy where it was like, even more like you didn't even know what type of terrain it was. Yeah. Like, like before you even, you're like, you were rolling. It's like, Oh, it's a swamp. I better hope I have one of those on the shelf. Like, Yep, that's yeah. right. With special swamp rules on it. Not like yeah, an yeah. easy table, I think. It was like, oh, let me go find that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, and, and it, all to GW's credit there, for as much as I'm going to be a fanboy right now, like they've, they've really kind of tightened that up. Now, if they could just yeah. apply that to Garrison's, then I'll be a happy person. God, I fucking <laughs> hate Garrison so much. Garrison's are the <laughs> stupidest rules in the game. Yeah. Uh, How do you really feel? Yeah, don't hide it. <laughs> yeah. The apologies to the to the to the children, but <laughs> the Garrison the children that listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> we're gonna find the viewership dropped and we just got conflated with a kid's channel and someone kept loving yeah. it to be downloaded. <laughs> yeah, like um oh, oh Garrison's. Oh Garrison's okay, okay, back on target. Back on target. So that, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, it, it is such an interesting rabbit hole, though, like the whole like terrain and, and how it works and how it impacts the game. I mean, I, I like the current AOS system because it can have an effect, and the terrain is what it is. Is it physically blocks? And you have to fly or go up and over it? Then it has that impact. Otherwise, it doesn't get much more complicated. Like the 40K terrain rules right now like require like some sort of special like UI overlay to visualize what's happening with those things sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's insane with 40K terrain, which apparently it's really easy. But I, I don't understand how I can 
touch a piece of terrain and be seen behind it if it's a giant building. Whereas if I'm an inch oh, outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm suddenly invisible. But that's another that. talk later. Yes. Um, no, the, the specific, <laughs> specific problems with garrisons for me are the, the, the ability for random things to happen that very clearly aren't in the, in the sure. purview of the rules writers. Um, no, so. I think, uh, I think for competitive play, I mean, and, and this kind of goes against what I was just saying, right. Which is, I, I think in general, I think you need to play this game warts and all you know, with all of the content that is intended for match play. Cause that's what the game is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and those those things that are harder are hard for your opponent as well, and so you should revel in that and not shy away from it. Uh, uh, I I agree, and that's where like, and I'll, I'll I'll give a little snippet here, and props to Charles for doing it as much mm-hmm. as I I was raging, I was raging about it internally and minutely, it was leaking out of my eyeballs. But <laughs> the um, you know, he used a. a garrisons to a pretty great effect. Um, I, I was playing a by army, so I wasn't actually expecting to play. So I brought my, um, my let's try this because it's funny. Uh, Slanesh list, you know, to carry the torch for, for Jack for, since he's going over to the ogres this weekend. And I brought <laughs> a ton of twin souls. I brought, um, I brought 20 twin souls, each in individual units of five. Is that um, metric or Imperial tons? That is imperial. Yeah, so that should prefer the imperial system because it's sort of like <laughs> yes. odds and ends and bits and bobs to it, which lure him. Uh, and my and twin then, souls are forty-three stone. Yes, would, I have no idea what that means. Are they stones? Do they measure them by certain like hand-sized stones? How many stones can you fit in your flesh skin? Like yeah. how how does it work? I don't it understand. It is the preferred it. measurement system of deviants. Is it like forty-three stoned animals, or like yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. But good for them for having something that even sounds pretentious, right? Oh yeah. yes, I'm forty-three stones. Yeah. This, <laughs> like, I'm um, just a pound. Um, so so got, uh, I, I'd rather have that. So you got a ton of twin souls. <laughs> A ton of twin souls, you know, uh, uh, two units of Zangor, um, okay. and, and just, uh, you know, to the, to the mortal wizards, a couple of other things here and there and uh keeper, right? Everything that is supposed to be the ultimate trash. The, the Zangor, you mean the Slangor or Slangor. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you accidentally gave yourself a good unit on the podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. it, strike me from the record. Yeah, right. Um, and in all honesty, those units punched all above their weight. But, um, I, oh, I can't remember the mission. Uh, so, uh, Charles was playing his, um, his Gristlegore list, uh, where it's, was it Gristlegore? Yeah, it's Gristlegore, where he's got like just an insane amount of, uh, flares that just all come back. They just all come back, so you have to kill them down to the single, down to the last model. Otherwise, they're back okay. in your face. <clears throat> and he had positioned himself and his terrain right up next to an objective that I that I knew I could take because of the speed of my keepers, mm-hmm. um, or the speed of my keeper, my <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, and a couple of other units. 
And so I got up there. I was like, okay, I'm going to 50, 50, destroy this terrain. I know it's 70, 30, but you know, it's 50, 50 for my roles. Sure. And, um, we're going to try and eat the guy inside. And so for, for the people at home, Matt actually has special dices that don't have sixes and they just have a second one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sad it's dice. really double ones, double twos, double threes. Um, <laughs> that's why I love when I get to play uh, tournaments where I'm not allowed to use my own dice. Then I there have no go. excuses uh, for my failures. <laughs> the curse can be temporarily evaded. <laughs> yeah. Or just, you know, uh, underlined. But <laughs> the uh, so I got I got in charge uh, his terrain that his uh, his leader dude was in. Um and he had a, uh, a terror geist right behind it within three inches. And so I failed to pop the terrain. Sure, expected. Okay, I'm going to eat this guy. He then nukes his own terrain using the terror geist, uh, monstrous rampage, and then knocks his little leader out uh, six inches away from me. And, and I'm just stuck there going, you know, I was expecting to do this. I was expecting you to, you know, flee out six inches. I'm not expecting you to roll a one for that guy to die. Right. I planned for all of this. But why can you destroy your own faction terrain? <laughs> and that, 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 that got into my head for the entire game. And like, oh, man. I, had, I had planned on him doing exactly what he did. But Why? Yeah, it's it's funny Garrison's that that was the make part. No sense. <laughs> it's really funny that was the part that got you, Matt. Because the part of your story that inflamed me a bit is I'm fighting you at the edge of your garrison, and your garrison gets blown up, and now you're out of combat with me because you've somehow emerged from the rubble far over there. And that's just that doesn't seem right to me with the garrison interactions, especially when he's supposed to be locked in combat. Right? That's that's the thing about all of the. You, you shouldn't be able to enter from one side of the garrison and lock a unit in combat on the exact other side. But the fact that he could stomp his own faction terrain, what? That, that's not I mean, right. you can stomp whatever you want, I guess, right? Yeah. Like, you're always allowed to. But they uh, really actually, need that I feel eternal like throne. <laughs> they, they evidently don't. <laughs> it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's like, why... Why Look, is Matt, that a thing? Why is it, that available? It's made out of bones. They can build one of those on the cheap. They actually they put one up every fifty yards or so. Also, you're <laughs> totally forgetting the the kind of weird ghoul madness. Probably meant they didn't think they were stomping it from a pile of bones to a pile of bone splinters. They probably thought they were carefully wrapping up the golden throne and putting the wagon to be taken to safekeeping or something. See, but here's yeah. the thing. Here's <laughs> that's see, it's it's fine with that with that army. Like that didn't that didn't cross my mind. It was like, okay, whatever. But it's like it's your own faction to Imagine if a Lizardman player was in the same situation and he has five or six characters and whatever garrisoned in it, and then a Stegodon just stomps and kills their own terrain. That is pretty funny. Just thinking, that's, like, well, just to get like the slan and whatever little skink priests just like out of, out dodge. of combat. Yep. Yeah. And so, like, that's that's where I was stuck. But like, potentially out of an eight inch reach of a uh, bloodthirster or something like that. You know, like there's uh, that's a big piece of terrain. Exactly. Know? So I yeah. wasn't I wasn't hung up on his army's interaction. I was hung up on like, oh my god. Next time I, feel I like play Lizard Men, I need to watch out for this. Like, what the fuck? I hate this role. Sorry, I, uh, little children. I feel like 
<laughs> I feel like destroying terrain is something that I don't do enough of. I remember to do it the other day against some Sylvaneth, you know, cause I get their free, their free, the free one from the tree Lord. Yeah. And it doesn't matter quite as much cause they get to overgrow all the other terrain. Right. So they like, if you destroy the one tree, it doesn't, it's not as big a deal, but I was like, hell no, I'm going to roundhouse kick the hell out of that terrain. That, that one solitary tree that you deign to put right in the middle of the board, because it's going to annoy me. Like, <laughs> and in, and in all honesty, you should go after the other terrain and destroy it as well. Right. That hey, way can they you can't destroy, get it. Can you unovergrow them by, by destroying them? I have no idea, but it loses That's any a great of the abilities. If the, terrain which underlies the overgrown status is destroyed they can no longer teleport through it's not like a woods anymore just a hole of rubble right i have no idea it's technically still anyway uh hey if you are listening to this podcast and you know the answer hit us up on twitter at uh at strikes last and let us know the answer yeah quick twitter is still a thing (laughs) please let it burn 100 to 200 people into the conversation make sure they listen to the podcast so yeah (laughs) Yeah, so so yeah so that just threw me that like how do you how do you complete a game after that when the implications you know it's like it's staring into the void and the void punches you in the face you know is crazy garrisons need fixing that that's a weird rules you gotcha. I, I for sure can appreciate that moment. <laughs> yeah. So learning moment. Uh, it, I had I had to give him the props, even as I was like gritting my teeth. But the the twinkle in his eye, the twinkle. Anyways, so I did want to I did want to speak to something because I know we're 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 a little low on time. Um, but the. There was there was something in that tournament like I was not expecting to play, and um, and and so again I brought my you know shits and giggles list right mm-hmm. let's let's throw all these in here um, you know I even brought fiends in that list like who brings fiends anymore like they're Love so it. they're so expensive and all of them completely punched above their weight. Um, and it it, it, it it surprised me because, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go and say like, I'm an amazing bestest player, right? I'm not number one. I'm not even number five. Right. But it was funny seeing people immediately discount units, people like, uh, you know, who who have won some tournaments out here, some GTs, some big tournaments out here go, I'm just gonna I'm gonna wipe that out. And then playing them to the maximum effect because I know they're war scrolls, because every chance that I get where I you know I'm gonna be able to play this army, I play this army and I try and keep up with it. I I went up against uh two top table uh people uh over the course of this tournament. And both were nice edge games until, you know, I rolled my double one dice. But <laughs> the the thing there is, like, it, it really surprised me how Twin Souls, about half the games I was in, they felt OP. They felt overpowered the way that I was using them. And, and, I, and I wonder, and it's something I'd love to tackle in the next episode, like... Mm-hmm. How much are we missing be, 
because of things like canons. How much play should other things be seen? Because, you know, there's, there's so much more in these books and it's amazing how we as players wanting to be like, okay, I, whether or not you want to win or just have a good time, you want to take units that will facilitate that, sure. right? Doing some, good stuff. Yeah. And winning can be your fun time for some people and fun time can be your winning for others. Right. But what are we missing? There's so many different units that are missing twin souls. Absolutely. Eight. I think, 60 wounds of pink horrors all the way down alive over the course of a game and just did it with, with, with no problem at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I had them destroy just whatever they went into. Right. What are we missing? Yeah. <laughs> like, fair enough. Um, I think there's a lot of things probably Matt. And uh, that sounds like a great discussion for next time. I feel like, uh, I don't know. The game's been in, the game is in a really good place. You know, uh, anybody who says it's not is a liar. Uh, I agree with that. Cheat. <laughs> and I, I think that topic's gonna have a, a lot of interesting avenues to it. You know, it's it's both a place which could be even further growth of the game, and also some interesting opportunities for I think canny players out there if they think about it that way. But you know, I will get all into it now. That's for next episode, listeners. Mm-hmm. Make sure you all come back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and and to to Miles' uh, Twitter remark there, oh, give us give us a unit. Let's look at it. Give us a sh- yeah, yeah, give absolutely. us a unit that you think looks like shit. On uh, give us it in the YouTube comments. Give it <laughs> give it to us wherever. Exactly. We're on Twitter uh, at Strikes Last, or I'm uh, at ASL Miles. Also on Mastodon at ASL Miles. Mastodon. I know. I'm so cool. I'm. I don't know. Maybe we'll be on TikTok. I don't know. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. How much free time can I can I muster? Indeed. Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. As always, we are always strikes last. Who's saying the last word? Who's doing it? Who's doing it? Smiles. Miles is waiting, lurking. <laughs> that was a laugh. <laughs> Counted as <It's> sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> 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 <laughs>